Welcome to another episode of the Absolute Home Service Podcast, where our mission is to help empower homeowners with the information to make the best decisions on any service they could possibly need. And now, let's join Vincent James and today's guest. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Absolute Home Service Podcast. I'm Vince Hauser. I'm one of the co-hosts. And uh, today we're going to be interviewing uh, Zach Settle with uh, Weed Man Lawn Care. And we're going to find out uh, what we need to do, what everyone needs to do with their lawns. You being the co-host today, I don't, I don't want you to take the host position back. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a good follower on this, on this show here. Good morning, Zach. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thank you all for having me. It's, it's awesome to be here. Yes, sir. Wel- welcome to the show. Uh, so tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, um, how you got into the business. Um, what, is, uh, what is Weed Man? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm from Nicholasville, Kentucky. Um, you know, started out, you know, just, you know, kind of got a feel for as far as lawn care and stuff like that. Probably the, you know, the most generic way that most most guys do. Cutting grass for my dad and doing stuff like that. Um, playing sports, played baseball a lot growing up. So just always loved being outside, you know, loved being, you know, in, you know, in the turf, so to speak, as far as that goes. Um, so when I got out of school, was you know looking for jobs um, and really just trying to you know kind of went to something that was a little bit familiar. So um, heard a weed man had a lot of guys um, from high school that had done some marketing for them, going out you know collecting you know generating leads for their sales team. Um, so you know I was like you know this looks like something that might be interesting to do. So reached out um, you know had an interview which was really great um, and kind of stepped into a, a management training type of role um, right from the beginning. So um, and and you know kind of got involved in weed man lawn care that way. Um, but you know, Weed Man Lawn Care is is just you know it's it's we we worry just about the turf. So you know we're not doing any landscaping or anything like that. We're we're just focusing on that green grass and trying to make it as green as possible and as as weed free as we can. That is something that makes a lot of people happy. It it's crazy. You can drive down a road and you can see this nice, beautiful, luscious, flowing green grass. It just makes you happy. Absolutely, and it's the, it's the first thing that people see when they pull up to your house too. So obviously, you know, when when people pull up, you want them to be, you know, you want them to be like, wow, you know, that that looks really awesome. So having you know having a really green grass and having some nice looking landscaping can, you know, really you know really make things pop and really make you know the house you know feel more welcoming for sure. Completely agree. What what kind of services do y'all provide? Yeah, um, so we offer a wide you know a wide variety of services. Um, you know, not only for our residential customers, which is you know kind of you know our, our bread and butter as far as that goes but also to our commercial and equine customers Um, but our basic program consists of um, four fertilizers and three weed controls so that's going to obviously fertilize your grass and make sure that we're you know we're taking care of you know the root system of the already established grass that's there Um, but also making sure that we're we're ensuring that it's weed free and we're we're keeping all that that stuff that you that you know unsightly stuff that you don't want in there taken care of Um, but we also offer a a variety of of different services additional services that you know that you know we kind of see throughout the year so um, grub control which is something that we call an insurance policy so grubs are something that you know some people fight throughout the year if you're not on top of them so they can destroy your entire lawn you know and make it look you know unsightly and something you're not wanting to really look at or other people are wanting to look at Um, but also offer fungicide treatments um, insect control we have a great tree and shrub program obviously to keep you know the bushes and you know trees around your house looking great Um, um, also offer aeration and overseedings as well as um, some soil enhancements, which is a new thing that we started doing um, a few years ago. Aeration and soil enhancement. Uh, dig a little deeper into that. What what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so aeration and overseeding. So um, the really the the technical term, I guess you would call it, would be uh, the aeration. It's a core aeration. So 
like you see on golf courses that do it to it you know three four times a year as far as that goes um, we're going in with a machine and we're pulling about three inch you know three inch plugs out of the ground so um, doing that allows for the soil to kind of expand and not be so contracted um, when it's contracted typically what happens is it, it doesn't really allow for grass to grow you get some bare areas um, and then in those areas you're going to see crabgrass and you know other weedy grasses that you know you necessarily wouldn't want to be looking at um, but it's it's a great thing for just for the soil and the, and just the the turf in general. So when we pull those air when we pull those cores, um, it allows for air and water to really travel down into into the into the turf and allow the root system to grow downward. So what you don't want with a with a you know with a hard surface is it, it causes grass to grow um, almost together. So I'm sure in some lawns you'll see where you know you might have some grass and then a big tuff of grass is sticking up out of there. So what happens mm-hmm. is is when the when the soil is really really contracted the root system starts to grow together and it kind of pushes itself upward where you want it to kind of everything to be growing down so that way you know everything's kind of staying even and it's you know looking really nice and the whole turf is staying you know staying where it needs to be um, but also when we come and we do that overseeding with fescue seed it also allows for the seed to make direct contact with the soil so we're pulling those plugs and allowing a you know a, a direct line where that seed can make contact with it and give it the best chance to grow um, and then like you mentioned that soil enhancement so that's something we started doing a few years ago, um, and we've really seen you know some really great results for it. What it does is it gets micronutrients back into the soil that necessarily Mother Nature isn't going to provide for it. So you know we love rain, especially rainfall for for the grass. It really helps it. It, it gives it a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of stuff that we aren't going to be able to find just from you know watering your grass you know just day to day. So that soil enhancement's really going to you know feed that lawn really quickly, allow you know a, a new root system you know that's that's just getting established to get established really quick and, and grow really fast. So we recommend that with our fall aerations because the quicker you can get a root system established before it gets cold, the better chance you're going to have coming out of the spring and having a full looking lawn. So what uh, is, is uh, I mean, I heard you say you all plant fescue. Is that the, yep. is that what uh, everyone should have around here or what's the preferred grass? Yeah, so so in Kentucky, in this region, um, fescue is really the, the best thing. Um, it, it's drought resistant um, and, and when it gets too hot, it doesn't die out. So it, 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 when it gets really, really hot, what it does is it goes into dormancy. So I'm sure you guys have seen in your lawns you know when when it gets into the summer and stuff like that your yard will start to kind of kind of go you know start to turn a little bit brown and kind of mm-hmm. look uh, you know a little bit weird but um what that is is, is fescue just goes into dormancy so once it gets above a certain you know temperature it kind of it kind of fluctuates and kind of wants to you know kind of brown out a little bit but that's what's going to be that's what's going to give you the best chance to you know crowd out you know crowd out weeds especially here you know in the region that we're in um and really give you the greenest lawn year round isn't there like a million different types of fescue? Oh yeah, so you you know for for us we've got so we use a lescue brand that's um that's a it's a three way kind of a three way mix so it's mm-hmm. got red fescue, tall fescue, and thin fescue in it. So that's that's what we use as far as that goes, and we've seen the best results for it. But there are there are a million types of fescue and and all types of stuff, million types of clover and all that type of stuff. There's in the lawn there. I'm learning something every day, which is which is also really cool. So. Is there one that's better than the other as far as not allowing different types of weed or grub or anything like that to grow in it? Um, really, so we recommend just the fescue and really the, the best thing that's going to crowd out weeds, um, prevent disease and, and keep out insects is just having a really full lawn. So that's why we recommend the aeration, you know, every other year, at least every other year, if not every year, because it's going to, the thicker you can get that lawn, the more it's going to crowd out the weeds, you know, the more it's going to keep the insects and the disease out um, and obviously give you that full look, you know, that thick looking lawn. So we, we recommend the fescue here just because it stays green year round. 
Um, Bermuda grass is great for weeds. Um, it, it will allow for nothing to grow because it loves to strangle everything out and be its own thing. But unfortunately here, you know, it, it, it's only above, you know, 70, 75, 80 degrees for a short period of time. So it'll be really, really brown most of the year. But when it heats up, it's going to look awesome. And it'll look really, really green and great. And you can cut it as low as you want to, and it'll still grow. But really just, you know, that fescue seed is really just what's going to give you, you know, the best benefits, especially for where we're at. And you've mentioned now a couple of times aeration. What mm -hmm. uh, what exactly is that process? So what we do is um, we go out. Um, obviously, when we before we come out, we give customers you know plenty of heads up, you know a month in advance and stuff like that, um, so they can get their lines marked, any sprinkler heads or stuff like that, just because we we don't want to cause any damage, obviously. Um, but. What that is is just a it's it kind of looks like a mower it's about a 36 inch deck um and it's got a little you know sulky for them to ride on on the back of it um mm -hmm. and it, it just kind of it drop we drop those drop those tines down into the dirt and it just rolls over itself and kind of and just and just pulls those plugs you know probably about you know six inches apart from each other so and they'll do that across the entire lawn um obviously we kind of stay away you know from flower beds don't want to cause any damage and stuff like that but we're we're going to plug the entire lawn as much as we can get to um and then any bare areas like around your house, around your curb strips, um, around your driveway. What we do is we send all of our guys with a hand stitcher. Um, so it's a little rake with some prongs on the end of it. So they can throw down seed and rake that in there and give that the best chance to grow in those bare areas. So if they just run over that with the aerator, you're just going to see little little tufts of grass kind of popping up in those areas that are a little bit more bare. So um, that's they'll go over the entire lawn, um, and then they'll go over it with fescue seed and, and seed everywhere, obviously, to kind of grow it and get the you know the middle of the turf looking really thick, um, but also hand-stitching those edges and stuff like that so we can make sure that grass is growing all the way to the driveway. So I heard you mentioned on the Bermuda grass you can cut it as low as you want. Yeah. But with the fescue... I mean, what is it? I mean, we I've had this argument with my wife many times on how high <laughs> on how high to cut the grass. So, yeah. well, I mean, what is the optimal height that we should be cutting? Yeah. So for this time this time of year in the early spring, um, we're recommending you know you can cut it a little bit lower than you necessarily would in the summer. So about two to three inches is is, is good for right now. Um, that's going to be a little bit lower than you know you normally would in the summer. That's just going to allow for you know the, uh, the the sun to be able to get to the soil. Uh, you know all the treatments that we're doing, the early treatments that we're doing right now for crabgrass and weedy grasses to be able to make sure we're staying on top of those. Um, and then you know once we get into the summer, you want it to be a little bit taller. That way it can kind of you know you know kind of protect the soil from the sunlight and all the heat and stuff like that so when we get a little bit later in the year you want it to be just a little bit taller just so we're making sure that we're you know we're not damaging any of the surface making it too hard and you know what we call hot spots where you know those weedy grasses and, and other weeds can pop up on you now is there any specific time that you should start mowing or is it just look at it and see okay it's physically growing or yeah how, how would you go about that and that's that's actually some things that i'm trying to I'm, i've actually been doing some research into this year so just trying to figure out you know what's the optimal time that you need to be out and cutting grass you know because i i drive by golf courses and being on golf courses all the time i, I see i heard you're an avid golfer oh yeah so <laughs> so you know i'm seeing people mowing and doing that type of thing but my grass just isn't quite growing like that so i haven't i haven't quite got to mine um but I've got a couple buddies that own, you know, some mowing crews and do that type of stuff. Um, so they are actually going to start mowing like next week, week after that. So really, I think, you know, as far as, you know, customers and residential lawns go, I think it's just personal preference. If you feel like it's getting too long and you want to, you want to take it down a little bit, you know, then it's, it's a good time to hop on it. So um, we're just getting around and doing our, our kind of our first round of fertilizer right now. So we're seeing a lot of lawns starting to green up, starting to grow a little bit more than they, than they did when we were coming out of the winter. So right now it's probably, you know, kind of getting prime time where you're going to be firing up that mower and, and getting on it here soon completely understand that so fertilizer mm -hmm. um is that a um a process that the uh, standard homeowner should be doing and i'll tell you a quick story about it on why i don't think so 
um, and how often mm-hmm. should it be should it be done? So my story is uh, a couple years back, I thought I was going to fertilize my own lawn. I had no idea how to do it, how much to do it, when to do it, how you know far apart I should you know run the run the uh, spreader, mm-hmm. and I ended up having to mow my grass once every three or four days because I overseeded it bad. Yeah, put too much. And it down. was way too thick, was growing way too fast, and you know so. Is it something, is it an application that your standard, you know, everyday homeowner can do? Um, if not, you know, why would, why would we want you to come out there and take care of that for us? Yeah, so basically all the things that you just said is the reason that you want somebody to take care of it for you. Um, Building my own case, huh? <laughs> that's exactly right. So um, our, our, our mission statement is, you know, we deliver, fir- we deliver first class outdoor solutions so you can focus on life's priorities. So whatever's going on you know we, we want to take all the stress off of you having to worry about what products to buy you know what how you know how much am i supposed to put down when's the right time to do it we want to take care of all that so you can focus on you know what hobbies you got going out you know doing some hunting doing some golfing like i like to do necessarily or you know going to your kids soccer games baseball games and stuff like that so we want to take care of that and, and take that whole situation off you but obviously we, we have people that you know i know people i take care of my own lawn obviously i, I work for weed man and I, I know a lot of the stuff but i still like to take care of my own lawn too so the reason you want to fertilize is because it feeds the grass and it keeps it healthy healthy all year long. So we recommend or we have our four fertilizers in our basic program um, because usually throughout the year in Kentucky, there's 40, there's really 40 weeks that we're able to go out and treat and have an effect on the lawn before grass goes into dormancy and, you know, weeds or it's getting too cold where we're not going to be able to really have an effect on the weeds. So our fertilizer feeds lawns for eight to 10 weeks. So it's a granular fertilizer where most companies might use a liquid. Um, ours is a granular that's gonna break down and feed your lawn. So it's a 65% um, slow release. So immediately you're gonna have 35% that's gonna be released into that lawn to green it up and, and you know get it going really quick. Um, and then 65% of it's gonna break down over the next eight to 10 weeks. And then after that eight to, eight to 10 weeks, we're going to be right back out to do another fertilizer for you. So you're right, it's going to promote that grass growth and you're going to be cutting your lawn a little bit more than you, you might necessarily be used to. Um, but it's really good for the lawn, it's really good for the grass and anything that you can, you know, continue to get the root system really, you know, really strong and really healthy, it's obviously going to, you know, ward out any weeds that you don't want in there. The too. roots in my yard, I promise you, they were the, probably the strongest oh, in yeah. Nicholasville. I guarantee <laughs> it. So I think I used two bags yeah. of that stuff and I, and I had a small lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so if you, and if you put too much down, obviously, it's not a bad thing but you know you can run into those situations where you're having to cut your grass Caused more, more work on myself than i really wanted to <laughs> that's exactly right so so if you start on a yard and 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 it's just a god awful it doesn't hardly have any grass it's all weeds yeah um well, I mean, how long does it take for you for you to turn my yard around? So that's what you know. That's that's the that's the thing that we preach to all of our guys. So setting the right expectations from the beginning. So I always tell every you know every first year customer that I have, if it's not an already kind of you know full thick looking lawn where weeds really aren't an issue. It's hey, your yard's gonna look worse before it gets better. If you have a lot of weeds in your lawn, when I come in, when we come and do that first round of weed control, all mm-hmm. those are gonna die out, and there's just gonna be bare areas there. So um, it's gonna take. It'll probably take. You know, you're not gonna maybe see the results that you're wanting this year, but I promise you, by the next spring, you know, getting into that first part of the year your lawn's going to look a whole lot better than it did the year before. Um, so it takes a little bit sometimes. Now, there are yards that unfortunately sometimes are too far gone where if we came and sprayed it, it's going to be nothing but dirt. So <laughs> that's why, you know, when we go out, I, you know, it's like, hey, I can take care of those for you, but then you're going to be, you know, you're then you're going to need some sod to put over top of it. So we want to make the right recommendations. And I've had plenty of people that we've gone out that I'm like, hey, look, 
your yard's in just a little bit too bad of shape, I would recommend just, you know, restarting. Let's, you know, kill everything out. And then, you know, whether sod or something like that that you want to do, maybe that's the best route to go. But um, it's just, it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's what we tell all of our customers, just because you're you're going to have weeds in the lawn that we take care of, and it's going to leave some barriers, unfortunately. Do you, I, I know I've seen people in the fall where they go in there and they kill their whole yard and then I'm reseeding straw. Do you all do that as well? Or? So a couple years ago, we stopped doing that. So okay. we used to, what we did was they were called vegetation killouts, and then we would power seed with kind of like a verticutter that, mm-hmm. that you might see. So we would go out and we would do those things. But it was just it, the results from it weren't that good. We were killing out all of the grass, and then we were tearing up the yard. So it was allowing for weeds to grow and stuff like that. And it was it was still getting some results that were all right, but it just it wasn't the quality that we you know we wanted to stand behind and stuff like that. So people do that where they do it. Um, I hey. I would stay as far away from hay as you possibly can if you're putting it on your yard. Um, hay, you don't know where it comes from. It can come from anywhere. Um, and last year, I probably did about I had about 25 customers that had MetroNet digging their yard from where MetroNet was getting around and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. they laid hay, and then right back in that area was always just weedy grasses, crabgrass, and all the grass that they had established before was completely gone. So. If anybody does tear up your yard or you tear up your own yard, I would highly recommend staying away from hay. Just put down seed and just put down as much seed as you possibly can. That hay is going to just – you're going to be fighting fighting that for a long time. So Now, you're bringing, you're bringing up the crabgrass. And, of course, yeah. we all know that a lot, a lot of these big box stores and stuff, they bring in the uh, chemicals that are supposed to eliminate the crabgrass and stuff like that. Yep. Um, myself, I have noticed that, number one, it doesn't really work. It's not very effective. Mm-hmm. But – is there one that you would recommend mm-hmm. that that we could use, you know, for spot treatment? Or is what you with Weed Man offer, is that going to help control that situation so I can stop buying all those big box products? Yeah, that's exact. So that's exactly what it's going to do. Um, all of our products are proprietary products. So it's not anything that you're going to be, you know, we like to say over the counter that you're going to be able to buy at the store. Um, you can buy, you know, some weed control and stuff like that and spot treat yourself. Um, but it's really all about the mix rate, how much you're putting in, you know, how much water are you adding with that and making sure you're not putting too much because obviously too much you're going to kill everything that's around it, not only that weed, um, and too little, you're not going to have any effect on it. Um, so the pre-emergent that we use, which is what, what's for crabgrass and other weedy grasses, um, we use two. So it's called prodiamine, um, but what we use is, is in our fertilizer, it's already mixed in there. So for that first round of fertilizer, it when we go out and we put it down, it's got our, our kind of first round to go ahead, get a jump start on it, and get it down. Um, and then when we come into our first round of weed control as well, there's also um, prodiamine in that, which is that pre-emergent, and we use that as well. So the big thing in that um, is it's called an as active ingredient, um, and so active ingredient really is for that pre-emergent is it's gonna it's gonna it's like a almost like a like a shield for the lawn. So it's gonna make sure crabgrass and weedy grasses aren't growing up until August for us. So that way in August that's when we start our fall aeration and overseeding, so we're gonna be tearing up the yard anyway. So we want to make sure that it's not gonna you know harm our seed from you know germinating and being able to give the best results for the customer. Now as far as like the the aerations, the uh, the seeding, uh, mm-hmm. fertilizing, different things that you all do, does any of that have any effect or negative effect on um, the mowing company that's going to come out or myself going out and mowing it? Do I have to you know wait a certain amount of time? Can I mow immediately? Yeah. Um, so the fertilizer is you can you can mow right after. It's it's heavy enough where when you run over it, it's going to fall down to the very bottom and start to you know get into the soil. So that's really not anything you'd ever have to worry about. We we joke all the time. You could take our fertilizer and pour milk over top of it and eat it. It wouldn't taste very good, but it's not you know it's not going to do anything for you and everything's all right as far as that goes. Um, but 
The weed control, um, we just recommend, we recommend not mowing it for 24 hours. Um, they're just because we have some products, sometimes they, they like to act a little bit funky and leave a little bit of residue for a little bit longer period of time. And then when you cut grass and you're kind of blowing your clippings, can blow into your mulch beds and, and cause some issues as far as killing out your, you know, killing out some bushes and stuff. So would like it be that. better for you to come in right at like on a fresh mow or before you mow? Um, either way, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, fresh mow is fine, you know, but the I, really I would prefer to come out before you mow um, because we're going to be able to see where the weeds are. If you just cut your grass and, you know, you cut off all the top of the dandelions and some of the stuff that's out there. I'm not I gonna, want you to find those. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> those need yeah. to be gone. That's right. So, um, you know, I, I, lo- I would rather us come out and do that. We have customers all the time. It's like, you know, I want to mow first. And it's like, look, let me do this and then you can mow tomorrow. So we recommend, you know, 24 hours for a mow. Um, but as far as getting on it, kids getting out, dogs getting out, um, when we spray it, we just recommend waiting until it's dry. So in the summer, that may take 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Um, but kind of in the spring and in the fall, it may take, you know, about, about, you know, two to four hours before it gets completely dry. So obviously don't want any residual effect, people bringing anything in the house or, you know, hurting anybody for sure. All right. On, uh, you know, on a lot of the, especially the yards uh, that you all or others treat, you know, I see some of these beautiful patterns or they mow, um, you know, in the yard. How do, how did that, how does, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, you know, you can get, you can get striping, you know, striping your lawn with, with just your mower that you have. So, um, you know, as long as you're cutting it, you know, you're cutting it a certain way and kind of sticking to that pattern, you're going to see the stripes just from going, you know, you know going back and forth, um, whether that's horizontal, vertical, um, but Really, if, if you're wanting to get those really, you know, prevalent striping that you're seeing, you know, on baseball fields and all, you know, athletic fields and stuff like that, um, it's actually kind of like a roller mechanism that you can attach to your mower. Um, and you can, you know, just mow your grass the same, but it's obviously just going to make those stripes a little bit more prevalent and give you that, you know, give you that good look. And then, like, I'm not a yard aficionado by no means, yeah. but... Um, is it bad? I mean, I always mow my yard the exact same direction every single time. Is, yeah. is that does that matter? Um, we recommend, you know, we recommend mowing in a different way every time. Now, I'm not, you know, not saying you got to go, vor- you know, vertical, horizontal, you know, diagonal, and then diagonal back the other way the next time you mow it. Um, just going vertical and horizontal is really good for it. Um, what that does is it allows for the grass blade to kind of not get, you know, swayed over in one way too far. So okay. it may- keeps it, you know, growing straight up and staying healthy um, and, and doesn't damage the grass blade. Um, and then the big thing that we, we really recommend with all of our customers is making sure that you're sharpening your mower blades, you know, once to twice a year at least. Um, the, the sharper the blades are, the better cut you're going to get on the grass um if you've got you know dull blades what it does is it can shred off the top of the grass and allow for diseases and other things to kind of work its way into the yard and you know cause for you know either grass to kind of die out um or just you know cause some unsightly brown spots that you're not wanting to look at what about um mulching versus bagging yeah. versus just letting it fly so yeah so if, if your grass gets really really tall where you're going to be leaving a lot of stuff in it i would highly recommend picking it up um what can happen if you leave clippings on the lawn that are you know for those fresh clippings is it, it causes those areas where it's laying at to be shaded so the grass isn't getting the sunlight that it needs nor the moisture that it needs to you know to grow healthy so what it does is it'll actually it almost like when you when you set a pool in the backyard that you know you might buy like a kid's pool or a or a trampoline mm-hmm. it's going to leave kind of like that little you know, little brown ring in that area. It's not to say that it's 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 died out, but it's just going to cause it probably to go into dormancy. So, you know, I would recommend picking them up or just making sure you're staying on top of it so you can make sure it's it's staying where it needs to be and you're not having to do any extra work for yourself. Are you a mulcher or a bagger? I know you're not the kind that lets it fly. I no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> I am a mulcher. 
You're a mulch. I head. believe. I think that's what I have. Yeah. Well, I, let me let me take a step back. I have a mulching blade, but it still flies. <laughs> um, He's a mulching flyer. Mulching so flyer. There you go. I, it's a combination mower. Yeah, I, I am a flyer. I let yeah. it go. I let it go. Yeah, it go. no. As long as it's not too much, I was going to say. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm more of a mulcher the same way, so I, I try to stay on top of mine. Just try to, you know, that way I can only do it one time and not either, A, have to go back over it or have to, you know, B, pick up any, any well, one's clippings. I, I won't. I definitely won't do that anymore because one yeah. thing that I did notice last last season and then mm-hmm. with you just mentioning the fact of it, you know, causing uh, the having the shaded areas with the clippings that are laying there, I noticed last season that every time that I mowed that I that, – wherever that grass landed i was having issues in the area and mm-hmm. then also if you mow and it's like um, the the moisture is higher in the air or something and all of it clumps together in yep. one spot that made it even worse yep, so exactly there was a couple of times where you know when i was this kind of person i would just mow over it again and spread yeah, it out a little bit more but i would rake it up yeah. um but yeah definitely i'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to keep it keep it clean. <laughs> so, uh, the, yeah. the more we learn on this podcast, the, the more I'm like, man, I need to take care of my stuff better. <laughs> so I'm guessing that a method I use on that grows about ten inches tall and cutting it down to four inches is probably not the best method. Yeah, you're gonna cause yourself a little bit more work. So I, I would I would stay away from it if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Having to having to use his uh, tractor to go out there and mow his yard, <laughs> lawnmower won't do it. Um, so. When when should uh, I, I know you said what are, you, what are you all about forty weeks out of the year is that what you said Yeah so we tr- we treat generally about you know forty weeks out of the year that's that's about as long as our season will let us run just before like I said it, it gets too cold grass starts to go into dormancy um, and then just we don't our weed control won't have an effect on the weeds So we're getting closer to that point now to where y'all are starting to uh, starting in like your first week of treating right Yeah so we so we we were getting ready to finish up our first round of um, that fertilizer so our weed control is going to be coming. I'd say we'll probably start those here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so the reason that we haven't we haven't really started that um, really, we haven't started that yet is just because it's a little bit too cool still. So the soil temperature has to be to a, to about sixty degrees before our you know our chemical is going to be able to have any effect on it. Um, just because weeds are they're just a tricky business and and sometimes they don't they don't want to they don't want to cooperate with you as far as that goes. So um, it's really just based on time. So we we're, we're getting done. We're trying to make sure that we're getting out there at the right time. So we're not coming in spring and not having any effect on them and then having to go back here in a few weeks and so is it, reapplicate. Is it different every year? Do y'all typically start around the first week of April or does it, it I mean, so, I know weather plays a lot yeah, into so it. Yeah, so weather plays a big factor in it. Um, so this year we actually got started a little bit later than normal um, just because right when we were about to get our season started, that ice storm hit. Um, so we were we were down for about two weeks um, before we could get out. So that kind of pushed us back a little bit. Normally we'd probably be, we'd probably have already started that, that second round of re- weed control and gotten starting to get back out out there and seeing customers that second time um so this has put us a little bit you know a little bit farther back um but also temperatures haven't been up there where it's really been an issue or an effect as far as you know us rushing feeling like we're behind you know behind the eight ball as far as that goes got it and one one thing that you just mentioned too was about the um the temperature mm-hmm. um yeah, i've heard you talk about it you know before before we started recording i saw it on your website about a, a ph balance in the soil yeah, so that's something we've gotten, you know, kind of gotten into a little bit more here recently. Um, and, and the big thing with that is the soil enhancements. So um, the pH balance in your soil, um, really the big thing that we see, um, I guess if, if you can remember from school, the the kind of the, the pH like level where, where kind of zero is base and then you've got acidic. And I think, I can't remember what the other end is of it. If, if my wife heard that, she would, she'd kill me. She's a biology major. So, <laughs> um, but so what really where we, where we see the issues is, is acidic lawn. So things like pine 
pine trees that are dropping sap or dropping the pine needles, um, acorns and stuff like that are acidic for your lawn. Um, and that's going to cause, it's not going to promote good grass growth. It's going to cause for those areas to get tight and kind of get, you know, almost contract, so to speak. Um, and you're really, really going to need an aeration to kind of break that. That would really explain why under a pine tree, it's, it's usually always nothing but dirt. And most people that have a lot of pine trees in the back too, if you notice, they just leave the pine needles under there and just kind of keep that as a mulch bed. Just because if you, if they sit there for a long period of time and you don't pick them up, it's, it's, it's just a battle. They're too acidic for the lawn and it can cause a lot of issues. So, so there's something that you all can do about that? Yeah, so that soil enhancement, um, like we talked about earlier, um, it just puts the micronutrients back into the soil that that necessarily might be sucked out by that, or that like Mother Nature is just not providing for us. So it'll help to balance that pH level out, you know, kind of take the acidity out of it, um, and start to get that grass to be able to grow and allow for a root system kind of get established there and kind of get those lawns a little bit fuller. Now, so, is does every yard? need to have the pH level checked or is it only in certain applications? That's really just depending on, you know, your preference. Um, I've had customers in the past that have wanted it tested because of those reasons where they feel like the acidity is too high. Um, Also, you know, customers that have a lot of moss in their lawn um, really want to get it tested just to figure out what's going on, you know, why is this growing and stuff like that. So, um, with that, the, the best way to get your soil tested, um, I have customers ask me all the time about getting it tested and doing that. I would don't let your lawn care professional do it because we're going to have to charge you to do it. Um, or just ask us to come over and pull the plugs for you. So if you can pull, you know, kind of just a little plug out of your lawn or let us come do it for you and put it in a bag for you, you can take it down to your, you know, your agriculture extension office, whichever the closest one is. They'll test your soil for free and they'll also give you recommendations on what you might need for it. So if you need some lime or something like that, you know, or, or you know, you need a soil enhancer because it's too acidic, um, they'll kind of give you some recommendations on that. And then obviously you can take that back to your lawn care professional and come up with a game plan that's best suited for the lawn. Do you all offer lime? Um, we do, but we don't do it a lot. Um, okay. It's it's kind of, it, it's just, it's hard to tell if it works, it, it, to be perfectly honest, without having to go get the, you know, go get the soil tested and, and, and do that again. So we offer it, we offer it to, you know, some customers. We have some horse farms that need it sometimes, but it's just, it's it's kind of here and there. I've probably in the, in the, you know, four or five years that I've been with Weedman, I think I've probably sent out one person to do a lime treatment. So it's, it's kind of few and far between as far as that goes. So earlier you mentioned about acorns. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I live basically in the woods. Yeah. And uh, so, and we have a lot of oaks and hickories. Yeah. So should, should I be raking up acorns and hickory nuts? Yeah. So, so we recommend it for our, like our, our residential customers. Tell yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. You need yeah. to be out there raking it up. Those, you know, those bigger, those bigger, you know, I'm sure if you, you know, like you said, you'd kind of dealing in cattle and stuff like that, you know, and those big, you know, bigger lawns, you know, some areas you're probably not going to see as much. So it may mm-hmm. not be as big of an issue. Um, but you know, for customers in, you know, our, our residential neighborhoods, we recommend either blowing them, you know, blowing them into an area, you know, kind of blowing them into the mulch bed or something like that, or raking them up and, and, and picking them up because they will cause issues and they just they don't go away they just break down and break down and break down into the soil and and it's just really tough to get rid of them once they're kind of you know they're down in there now i've actually got a question and this is going to kind of segue into another question also what i have a dog at my house mm-hmm. dogs like to go outside and they pee in the that's grass that's not a question yep. <laughs> that is a question <laughs> It is it, here. Here comes the question. Are you ready? <laughs> it's too early for this. He likes to. They, animals like to go outside and pee in the grass. Yeah. Um, animals are also creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. They will go in the same spot in the, every single time and yep. pee. Now you know as well as I do that that's going to end up destroying that. Yep. Other than saying my dog's name is Thor. Yeah. So instead of saying Thor, no, you need to come over here and pee. Yeah. 
what can we kind of do to eliminate that a little bit? So that's that's one that I have not quite figured out yet. So unfortunately, you know, urine and take stuff them on like a walk that. to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So. What if you stood in the spot he normally pees? Yeah, and you just you can just direct him from time <laughs> to time. That's right. But I can tell you, even even in my yard, I've got I've got those same spots. My dog my dog likes to use the restroom in the same place, so I've got those same kind of areas. The, the best thing is just constantly reseeding them. So getting some more seed down, trying to get it established and. It, unfortunately, like you said, dogs are creatures of habit, so it's a it's a it's a battle that we're still fighting. But if you can get them to do it in one spot, then I would just let them keep doing it in that one spot, so you're not having to worry about them all over the place. There you go. So on your website, it did talk about you know another way that we can help uh, um, help our animals out. It talks about controlling uh, like fleas, ticks, moles, uh, different things like that. Yeah. Um, aren't those kind of areas for exterminators? If, if not, how can you help that? Yeah. So um, moles is something that you know we don't guarantee it we have we have a like sort of a mole bait it's a little worm that's you know got some obviously a little some stuff in it to take care of moles that we stick down in the active tunnels it's it's not guaranteed the best recommendation for those is if you can go to Lowe's and buy sonar spikes that's what I've seen the best results for from all of our customers Um, but fleas and ticks we do offer um, it's a it's a granular just like our fertilizer is um, and we spread it throughout the entire yard Um, and it is it, it is targeted strictly for fleas and ticks so I use it in my yard and I didn't have to buy a single um, thing of front line or anything like that for my dog last year. So it was the first year of me trying it. Usually I'm spending $250 on, you know, flea and tick control for my dog. Just that collar alone is 80, 80, $90. Exactly. So the collar or the chewables and stuff like that. So I've been using that flea and tick on my yard and it's done a really good job. So what the way it works is almost like a barrier. Um, So putting it over the entire lawn and keeping them out of the yard and keeping them obviously out of the house too. So um, it, re- it works really, really well. Um, it's completely safe. Like I said, it's a granular. It's going to fall down to the bottom and really break down and start to, you know, take care of all those either actively and ticks that are in there and take care of those and also prevent any more from, you know, getting getting into your lawn. Is that included in the in the normal service? Or is that an add-on? Yeah, deal? so that's that's an add-on service. So okay. that would be that would be under our insect control. Um, so that's something where we're going to target those fleas and ticks. Um, but also it does have an effect on things like ants and other little like crawling bugs as far as that goes. But if anything gets off the ground, that's going to be your flying ant flying it's going to be you know it's going to be a little bit of a different treatment as far as that goes yeah the day that ticks fly the day that ticks fly that's exactly Shoot right yeah. and no. you, you touched you touched on this a little bit uh too with it with your last statement as far as the 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 granular for the insect control of mm-hmm. teas and flicks is is safe yeah everything that you all do whether it's from the aeration or the seed the seeding the fertilizing mm-hmm. all, uh what is the uh, like the safety aspects of all of that and for animals uh, kids you know laying and playing in the yard yeah. um go over a little bit of that with us yeah so that's that's the main que- that's one of the main questions that we get all the time is is it going to be safe for me to be on my kids my dog it's completely safe you know like i mentioned earlier that fertilizer you could eat it it's not going to taste very good but it's it's not going to harm you and and you know everything will be all right as far as that goes now the weed control if it does get you know if it's something where it gets on our guys like our technicians that are out there doing it too um we obviously recommend they need to wash you know wash your hands whatever clothing you got it on you need to take it off because obviously it can you know can can cause some issues as far as skin irritation and stuff like that it's not gonna you know give you any sort of disease or illness or anything like that but the easiest way to get chemical poisoning is through skin exposure through dermal that way so that's why all of our guys are wearing long sleeves and stuff like that but as long as you stay off of it till it's dry it's not going to have any effect on any of your animals, any you know, any you know, any person in your family or anything like that. Um, we've we've got you know customers that are on it all the time, and we've got plenty of plenty of customers that have animals that come and let them in just for us to come treat their lawn, and then we'll let them out, back out you know a short period of time after. So, 
What, what's the most popular weed? Most popular weed, huh? Well, that really, um, so that's really dependent upon um, the time of year. So right now, you know, all the weeds that you're going to be seeing in your lawn are going to be um, what we call winter annuals. So that's going to be things like, um, it's probably going to get into a little bit of technical, but as far as like purple uh, purple henbit, purple dead nettle, um, star of Bethlehem, um, those are type of weeds. That you're These gonna, are residential weeds? These are weeds you're going to be seeing in your lawn. That doesn't sound like the typical weed. Right, yeah. I thought you all were talking about a different, different <laughs> type. Of, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm tracking now. Yeah, no. So those are, you know, the technical tam- terms as far as that goes for the name. Any, you know, for us, the definition of weed is anything you don't want to look at. So that's, that's what we tell all of our customers. If you're seeing something in your lawn that doesn't look like the rest of your yard, just give us a call. We can take care of it for you. But... So those winter annuals are ones that pop up in early spring. Um, so those ones, once we get out and do that first round of weed control, we can take care of them. And even even ones that might be popping up in your mulch beds and stuff like that, once the temps start to pick up, those ones will die out on their own anyway. Um, but kind of consistently throughout the year, the ones that we see are violets, nutsedge, um, chickweed, um, clover, um, and plantain. So those are kind of just some, some broadleaf weeds, so to speak, that we, that we take care of. So any, like I said, anything that's unsightly, you're not wanting to get, get, you know, look at that. That's what a weed is to us. So, um, just depending on the time of year, you know, you'll see them, you know, after some, you know, some big rains and then we get some heat right after you'll see some different weeds popping up that you necessarily wouldn't see all the time. So it's all just depend what we, what we say is there's three things that can cause for weeds to pop up. So it's, temperature a pathogen and then a host so if you got a lawn you're, you got a host if you got if you got if you got a weed in your lawn you got a pathogen and, and all that stuff so it's it, those are the three things that it needs and it really just depends on the time of year so what uh, let's say my i you know i use your service and my next door neighbor does not and he's got his whole yard is dandelions yeah how do i mean how do you prevent that from coming in my yard yeah so that's what you'll see in a lot of our yards and and or a lot of people that have them and then don't have a customer you can tell the difference right away i mean it's almost a straight like it's wherever their fence line runs mm-hmm. and our weed control goes to all the weeds are going to be gone there and then you're going to see them in the neighbor's yard um it is an issue as far as that goes you can see them starting to creep in um but if you're staying on top of it and letting us know like i said we're we offer you know free reapplications and 20 you know service calls whenever you need them so if anything's going wrong anything popping up in between services we're able to come out there and make sure we're staying on top of it for you and making sure you're getting the results that you want but the great thing is we offer a 50 dollars referral program so if your neighbor's got a yard isn't <laughs> looking too good go ahead and you know let them know that you know get them signed up and then it can be 50 bucks that we can take off your service for you so right how often do you have to come out? I know you said earlier eight to ten weeks, right? So, yeah, how, so that's, how many times a year are we coming out? Yeah, so that's for our fertilizer. Um, we're going to be out every eight to ten weeks to, to get that down to make sure we're feeding the lawn constantly throughout the year. Um, but our basic program is made up of seven applications. Um, and so it's four fertilizers and three weed controls, and we alternate every single time. So fertilizer, weed control, fertilizer, weed control. Um, and typically we're going to be out every six to eight weeks. So really we want to shoot for that six that six week mark. If we get into the eight, that's when we're, we're going to be pushing time and kind of putting ourselves a little bit behind schedule as far as that goes. Um, and that doesn't even include our, you know, our aerations and our other additional services that we're offering. So we want to make sure we're, we're staying on top of the basic program, getting out there. Like I said, you know, six weeks really is our target for when we're going to be seeing our customers every single time. Don't want to come, you know, too recent where we're putting too much product down to damage any of the lawn. But also don't want to wait too long in between services where, you know, you're, you're working really hard to get along where it needs to be. And then, you know, you take a step back because you didn't get out there in time to take care of it. So are all of the are all of the services that you all offer, do they like complement each other? For example, you know, you want to come out every six weeks to do um, the alternating the uh, fertilizer and then the uh, seeding, right? Yeah. Or weed control. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to get an aeration or the 
flea and tick or anything mm-hmm. like that it, it, that won't mess up our program and you can yep. you know add them in there yeah and so it's all it all works together and none of it's gonna you know kind of contradict kind of tro- contradict one another so to speak so um, the reason that we alternate like that is because you know it feeds the lawn it's promoting healthy grass growth and then in between those feeds we're coming out there and taking what care of whatever weeds have maybe popped up since you know we got it you know had the root system kind of stimulated and got it going so and what our weed control does is it's, it's almost like a human growth hormone so we'll come out and we'll spray it and you might see a dandelion that was maybe this tall that's now you know about this tall but it's curled over on itself so um, we're coming in and then like with the aeration and stuff like that we're always making sure that the spacing in between those like whether it's you know if a person had a weed control before that or is scheduled for a weed control after that making sure we're coming at the right time not to you know hurt ourselves from getting any seed down to establish growth or damaging any seed that was you know just put down or anything like that so always making sure it's and it's really just about communication with the customer and also staying on you know staying on top of it and making sure that we're doing the right things and so you recommend that that six week mark mm-hmm. okay i am uh part of the uh typical homeowner population yeah. where i forget to do things yeah. um how how do i go about remembering um to do that do y'all do y'all have to call me or so we well, the way that our services are set up um you can be you know you can be a, a notify head so we're more we'll put you on there either to call you shoot you a text or shoot you an email let you know we're coming um or if you don't want us to bother you at all and you just want us to come out there and take care of your yard we can do that too we don't have to get in contact with you we'll just make sure that you as long as you're paying your bill, we'll be out there to take care of whatever, you know, whatever needs you, you know, whatever needs you have. So um, really, we do that just to let you know that way. Um, and I recommend every customer that I sign up, I put down as a call ahead just because I want you to know we're coming. And if something happens that day where you're not going to be there, forgot to unlock a gate or maybe the dog's out and you forgot to put them up, that way, you know, and it can be like, hey, man, I don't, I, you know, you can't come today. You know, I, I'm going to need to reschedule. So I like to do that just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, you know, exactly when we're coming. And, you know, we're staying, you know, we're on the same page as far as, you know, what treatment you're having and there's no miscommunication there now on your six week on your six week treatments um whether it's the fertilizing or the weed control Mm -hmm. um how long do those typically take as far as like just how long you're out there oh how long yeah Yeah. so um so for a fertilizer for typically our fertilizer right now um if it's a residential lawn let's say you know about three thousand to four thousand square feet it's probably going to take our guy about 15 minutes to do the lawn um but also a big thing that we push for um our guys is what we call getting uncomfortable so new customer acquisition so they're going to go out and they're going to treat that yard but then they're going to either talk to the neighbor that's outside the person that's walking their dog or they're going to go knock you know the neighbor's doors and a person across the street. So um, that usually, you know, if you include all that's probably, you're looking at about probably 20 minutes per application when we're out there. Um, but physically on the lawn, I'd say we're probably on the lawn for about 15, you know, 10 to 15 minutes for that type of lawn. But as the lawns get bigger, obviously more time that the guys are gonna be on there and, and getting this stuff down for you. Is there anything that, that we haven't talked about? Something that like uh, homeowners do whether it, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be a chemical, but mm-hmm. a, just a certain way that they do anything that would be detrimental to um, to their yard or you know weed growth or anything like that. Um, really, as far as as far as like customers doing any or people doing anything, um, you know, don't put too, you know, obviously, I really recommend hiring a professional or at least asking a professional some questions. Um, just because if you use too much, like I said, if you use too much chemical or using too much product, um, like you did last year, you can cost for yourself to have to mow every other day. Or, right. or you know, if you're putting down too much, you know, weed control or something like that, you can, you know, do damage to the lawn. And, you know, obviously then you're going to have to spend more money to get it fixed. Um, but, you know, what I tell all customers that are coming on, you know, hey, look, you're going to need to fertilize. Your, we fertilize your lawn four times a year. We recommend you do it at least three to four times a year. So if you're going to buy a 50, you know, $50 bag of fertilizer or whatever at Lowe's, you're going to end up spending about $200 anyway. 
why not pay somebody $300 and then you're not having to worry about, you know, spending the extra time to go to Lowe's to figure out what you need and also worrying about how much to put down at the right rate and am I doing it the right way? There's so. a lot of value on professionalism. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. So if I decide that I, that I want to, uh, you know, get a service like you, I mean, what, how does it, um, how does the payment portion work? Is it a one time a year? Or you bill me monthly. How does that work? Yeah. So, um, we offer three different kinds of payment, which is great. So we obviously, we want to make sure that we're, we're being conscientious of our customers and making sure that we're not, you know, putting any of our customers in a bad spot. So, um, where we're at is, is, so we have three different kinds of three different kinds of payment options. So, um, one is called easy pay. Um, and that's just pay as you go. So every time we come out, we do an application, we'll bill you the next day. Um, there's also, um, equal monthly billing. Um, so it's broken up into 10. We take the, you know, take the total price that you're going to pay and break it up into 10 equal, you know, 10, 10 equal payments over the year. So obviously people who, you know, maybe have a little bit of a, you know, being a little bit, you know, kind of on a fixed income or something like that allows them a little bit, the ability to have the lawn care, but not, you know, feel like they're paying an arm and a leg after every single service. Um, and the best way, what I recommend doing is prepay. So, and when you prepay for the entire season up front, you get a 10% discount with that. So it's going to save you money anyway, and then it's a one-time payment. You don't have to worry about anything else as far as that goes. But those are really the three ways that we we, we take that. Right. Now, as far as as far as the estimates goes, mm-hmm. um, I want you all to come out, take a look at it, give me my best options, yeah. uh, so that you can professionally tell me what I need to do and how I need to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. How does that process work? Do we need to call in? Can we, you know, schedule something online? Basically, if I'm wanting you to come out today and, and give me my options. Um, how does the, how do how do we move forward from here, and what's that what's that process look like? Yeah, so we've got a variety of different ways that you can find us. Um, Google, obviously, if you, if you search us on Google, we're the number one rated lawn care company in Lexington, so we'll probably be that first one to pop up there. Um, you can get on our website, request a free quote that way. They can email it to you um, or call into our office. So, um, office, what's your website? Uh, www.weedmanusa.com. So that's our that's our website, or you can call our office number. It's eight five nine four two five four zero four zero, and any Anybody that's in that office would be more than happy to get you a quote. Um, or we also, um, another thing that we use is called Podium. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are probably, mm-hmm. probably familiar with that. Yeah, so um, that's a big way we push reviews for the company um, and a way we're able to get in touch with customers outside of seeing them at the door or, you know, kind of talking to them over the phone. So we have a lot of customers on there, um, and that's a great way for us to also, um, customers to reach out to other people. So we've got a link on there where they can send it, you know, to you know friends, family, people that might be interested in it. Um, and that's another way we're able to get our name out there. So you can find us on there, find us on Google. Google or you're more than welcome to give us a call and like I said we'll send somebody out take a look at your lawn and come up with the best game plan to make sure you're getting the results that you want now when we call somebody into the office um, in there and you said that anybody in there would be able to help us out are mm-hmm. they giving us a quote over the phone or are they going to send somebody out to take a look at it yeah so they can give you a quote just to give you kind of an estimate up front ballpark. yeah just a ballpark so they'll like I said everything is kind of based off of square footage that's going to depend that's going to really determine your pricing so they can give you you know hey you know you're looking at this much square footage this is what the pricing is going to be. Um, but then if you're worried, hey, you know, there's a certain area that I want treated or I want somebody to come out and look at it, that's what I'm there for. So they'll set up an inspection. I'll come out. I'll give you a call before I come out. I'll come by, check out the lawn, see what areas that maybe either something we need to avoid or we need to make sure we're paying special attention to to, you know, get, you know, get you what you want as far as what you're paying for. Is there a, um, is there a consultation fee or is it a free estimate? No, nope, completely free estimate. So no obligation. Um, we're more than happy to come out. And if you don't sign up, you don't sign up. But we always, like I said, I always leave my business card or leave a flyer with you. So if you do change your mind later on, it's something you can stick in your back pocket and reach out to us when the, you know, if the, if the times change. Why would a customer choose you over a competitor? 
So if it were priced, they're probably not going to. Um, so we're, we are the most expensive lawn care company in Lexington, and we're, we don't shy away from that. Um, what we say is, you know, cheap, you know, cheap products, you get cheap results. So we're constantly reinvesting um, in, you know, in our guys um, to, you know, get them the training to be licensed professionals. So every single one of our technicians are licensed by the state of Kentucky. Um, we're also constantly reinvesting in new, you know, new equipment that's going to, you know, give the best benefit and make sure that we're doing the right thing every single time. So we're constantly reinvesting in the business, reinvesting in the guys, um, but also we're making sure that we're getting, we're, we're changing up our products every year. I've, like I said, I've been there probably four or five years. Every single year we've changed up our weed control just because there's always new stuff that's coming into the market that might be better than what we used before. So um, really w- what separates us is the, the, the free reapplications, the 48-hour service calls, and like I said, you know, it's going to be more expensive, but quality speaks for itself. So. I would really put a lot on the uh, the pride and just the de- determination of the team, too, because I've heard you in here mention, like, you know, well, if you didn't know it, you're going to find it out, and talking about how you're going to do research for this. And yeah. I, I just don't think that your standard company is going to do something like that. And then, you know, Vince Vince and I can, can really attest to that. So, as you know, Vince is the owner of Absolute Overhead Door Service. Yeah. So we do garage doors and um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then in Louisville, Louisville location doing the um, uh, HVAC plumbing and electrical. Um, we're in the service in the industry as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're, we're right there with you. Quality, pride. It it's speaks for itself. Absolutely. I was going to say, you came by my house when I tried to fix my garage door myself, and you saw how that went. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I completely agree. I, I can promise you if, it, you know, things that I looked at before I kind of got into the service industry as far as doing it myself, it's it really, when you have a professional doing it, you, you get the results that you're actually looking for when, you know, you kind of either try to do it yourself or try to take the cheap route. You're, you're, you're not going to get what you're looking for. You, you mentioned that all your guys are licensed. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that process like? Yeah, so um, what it is is so the, the state of Kentucky has a test that they have to take. Um, mm-hmm. So what we do is is we have sort of somewhat what we call it like a little study guide um, that just gives them, it, it just gives them a lot of information about what to look for in the lawn, um, you know, what things are, and, and typically some of the questions might be on there. Like you pull up to a yard and there's a garden. Do you spray the rose bush or do you spray <laughs> the grass? Like it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward as far as that goes. Um, but just teaching the guys the right process. So what to look out for, you know, what things to avoid in the lawn to make sure we're not causing any damage, but also the proper, you know, proper protective equipment that they're keeping themselves safe, but also, you know, keeping the customer safe as well. Is that something that they have to renew like yes. every once a year, twice yeah. a year? So the way that that works is um, it's on a two-year span. So um, it's once you take that test, you're good for two years. Um, but the way that you can keep your license renewed and not have to take that test again um, is what we it's it's called CEUs, and I don't know what the actual name is for that. Continuing that. education credits. There you go. Yeah. So we so those are something that we have to do as far as sitting in you know sitting in you know classes and and learning more about the week controls and stuff like different weed controls different type of grasses or different type of products that they're going to come out with so. i don't know why you had to bring it up yeah right <laughs> he he's full of just just information well he's, there you go and i can i didn't even have to look at him and i, I can see the smile <laughs> over here just i knew that Did you yeah, see that that's exactly right yeah so we um so we i i do those um i have to get 12 credit hours um every single year to make sure that i keep my license up and stuff like that so we're we're constantly doing that stuff and also um, guys that have been with us for a while that are kind of in you know elevated roles 
those opportunities for them as well to learn more, um, you know, learn more about the industry and learn more about the company and, and you know, what we're doing. Is, is there any governing body that comes out and go, hey, let me see your license? Yep. So the EPA, so the Environmental okay. Protective Agency, they're out and guys, obviously, you know, kind of COVID kind of, we don't see them as often now, but I've had plenty of guys that will just be out treating and the person will walk up on you. They'll make sure that you're wearing gloves, wearing the right stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. doing the right thing. And then they'll say, hey, can I see your license to make sure that it's up to date? Um, if not, that is a hefty, hefty fine that we have to pay so uh, okay. we make sure to try to stay on top of that so when they're coming out so the uh the check in the truck kind of competitor most of them are they i'm assuming are probably not going to be licensed yeah and that's and that's kind of my philosophy on it i see guys that get hired on true green that are treating the next day and there's no way that they're able to get that because it's it's a process i mean it takes us sometimes we have to get temporary licenses and then you got to set up the time to send the guys out there to get them tested so I would almost guarantee that a lot of those people probably aren't going through the full process of teaching the guys and taking the time to do that. And we do just because, you know, like I said, the, we're, we're the most expensive, but we want to make sure that the quality is there and that the customers are getting what they're paying for. Is there uh, in, in with that test and the reason I knew that continuing education is <laughs> we, you know, we uh, with HVAC and uh, oh, yeah. electric and plumbing, they're all state licensed. So oh, yeah. it all requires it. Yep. And so we are very familiar with that process, but um does it require like on on the job training? Do you have to be with somebody for so long, or yeah, so just, or if I if I can go tomorrow and pass my test, and I'm I'm a fertilizing I'm, applicator. That's exactly right. So most companies that we see will just hire guys and put them in a truck and send them out. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is when we hire guys, they're in a truck with a senior te- with a senior technician who's been there, knows the process, we can trust, and is also not going to just train them on what to do in the yard, but it's going to make them knock doors and make them understand that the only way that we're going to continue to grow and create opportunity for ourselves is by getting out there and pushing and continuing to grow. So um, they're stuck with one of those guys for, and it really just depends on the person. So most guys, some guys can pick it up in two to three days. Sometimes it takes about a week. So those guys are in a truck until they learn fully the process. Um, But, and the other thing is every single one of our trucks have five cameras mounted on them. So there's a camera inside the truck. There's two cameras on the, on the outside, on either side. And there's a camera um, pointing directly in front of it and a camera pointing directly directly behind it. So quality control is something that we're on top of 24-7. So we have a strictly a guy that is behind the, behind the computer watching them all day, every day, making sure that they're doing the right thing, they're on the lawns doing it the right way, not cutting any corners, and also being safe when they're out there. If they're driving a huge truck that has 274-gallon tanks in the back, mm-hmm. you're a speeding tank. So the big thing is making sure that we're being safe out there. So... That's how we make sure of it. Um, and then once our guys um, get out there, I'm always out. I go and do ride-alongs with guys every single day. So checking on them, seeing if the process is there, but also coaching on the sales, knocking some doors with them and trying to get, you know, trying to help them, you know, be successful. So they're stuck with those guys. And then we're constantly checking on them, whether it's me coming out and seeing you in person or somebody kind of watching the cameras and making sure that you're doing the right thing when nobody's watching. Well, see, and that will more than enough, it kind of uh, really really explain and validate your pricing as well Mm -hmm. y'all aren't just going to shoot somebody out there and say here's a nozzle spray this you know you're taking the time to develop and train Mm -hmm. and you know make sure everybody has the proper techniques and stuff and then you yourself want to stop by and help them out that's it speaks volumes to the type of type of character not only you but your team has and yeah yeah and then even um even yesterday so we got we had some rain that was we were fighting so we took yesterday and you know getting like we talked about those weed controls are gonna be starting soon 
we took half the day to go ahead and train, retrain all the guys that have been here before that have done it before, but also training the new guys to make sure that they're comfortable with it. So when we get out, you know, we can hit full steam ahead, not, you know, not be taking any steps back or taking any time to kind of train anymore. What's the determining factor, you know, like when you mentioned rain, I mean, mm-hmm. so if it rains till noon today, are you going to treat at one o'clock or yes. what? So it really just depends on, so with the fertilizer, it depends how hard the rain is. Um, so the fertilizer we're able to put out in the rain as long as it's not a torrential downpour. Um, but if we do pull up on yards that have standing water, um, our guys are going to make sure to not do those yards, let the customer know what's going on, um, and then we'll get them rescheduled. Um, obviously with water and stuff like that, if that fertilizer kind of gets in there, it'll all float to one spot and then it'll end up burning the lawn. So, um, it's really just kind of making sure that we're going to be able to get out. The lawns aren't going to be too saturated. Um, not only for that, but also to make sure a guys aren't going to get hurt falling on lawns because we've got guys that are treating on hills that are like this. Um, and then also making sure they're not doing any damage to the yard either. So, um, we have a residential guy who's on a machine um, that does our bigger lawns for us. So those type of things, we want to make sure we're not putting them out there, causing any damage to lawn. Then we're having to go back and, and you know obviously give some more, you know, do some free work for them later on in the year. Okay. Well, um, I've learned a whole lot about lawns today. <laughs> a lot more than what I thought I would learn. But uh, so what? I, I think you may have touched on it earlier. But what? Uh, What's the best way if, if any of our listeners uh, want to get in touch with you or with yeah. Weedman? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so like I said, you can go online to www.weedmanusa.com, um, and they'll you can find all your stuff on there if you have any questions as far as who to get in touch with or where your local your lawn care provider might be. Okay. Um, you can also reach out to us at 859-425-4040. Um, that's going to be our office, and they're going to be able to answer any questions for you. Um, but also... I'm, I'm in the customer service industry too. So my, my email is zach.settle at weedmanusa.com. You're more than welcome to email me. And then my number is 859-913-0674. You can call me or text me. I'm more than happy to come out, take a look at the lawn or answer any questions that you have. So I've got people all the time, that podium app that we talked about that reach out there just to ask questions that we talk to on a constant basis. So even if you don't sign up, I'm more than happy to answer any questions for you that might help you know make a right decision so you're not, you know, your yard's going to look the way that you want it to. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming in, Zach. Been a uh, been a pleasure, yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. You got really anything else, it. James? Or thanks, uh, thanks for sharing your knowledge, yeah, your absolutely. your expertise in this area, and uh, taking the time to come here and educate uh, all of our um, homeowners and listeners that we have in the area. And we greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you all. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you all very much for listening.